Don't overdo it, but on the count of three... <laughs> yes! <laughs> well, 100 episodes! Come on, you beauty! <laughs> Have you got that? Heather does not like a noise when she's eating. <laughs> the Wiggly Podcast, bringing your garden to life. We are sitting on the Wiggly sofa on the 100th episode of the Wiggly Podcast. A round of applause, I think, darling. Hey. Self-congratulation is an ugly trait, but today I am Heather, like most other days, really, and this is... Richard. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm still Farmer Phil. And we have an adjudicator with us today, a quite serious adjudicator whose background is in accounts and stuff like that. Um, it's Sam. Hello. Why are you here, Sam? We are reviewing the chocolate rating. We're sat with two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven different chocolate samples. And I can smell it. And we are going to dedicate this show to chocolate. I don't know why. <laughs> it's your idea, wasn't it, Rich? <coughs> no. <laughs> no, it's never been my idea. Nothing to do with yeah. chocolate. No, it's completely your idea. I do. I do think it's a serious matter. And as you know, Pod Chef has asked us to rethink our chocolate rating on the basis of ethics. So, so Rich and I want to make it into a beer rating. No. <laughs> um, what we're going to do is I'm going to go off and make us some hot chocolate and then we're going to taste the chocolates, hear a little bit about from Richard and from Farmer Phil about the ethics of food and chocolate in particular. And we have a, an adjudicator here who's going to rate the chocolate that we've got here on the previous chocolate rating and once we've then rated the chocolate rating on that chocolate rating, we're going to design the new chocolate rating. So, we'll get on with the show. I'll go make us a cup of hot chocolate to celebrate, and you all get your taste buds in order. In the meantime, can I have, please, a Richard Nugget? Uh, <laughs> Richard Nugget. I'll tell you what, the other day I was watering the veggie patch, and for the sake of ease, I've got a big header tank at the top of the garden. We've got this bank, so it's all kind of terraced of veggie patch. It works beautifully. So you can fill up these tanks when we have rain off the roofs of the sheds. And uh, I stick a little hose pipe in there and just siphon it. So I quite literally suck it. Out comes the water. And then I precariously perch the end of the hose on a, a stake that's supporting my runner beans. And what I, no I noticed that one of the leaves kept flicking into the water spout and spraying the water across the top of the vines. Great, completely natural sprinkler system. So I tell you what, if you could do that, you could work out a way of positioning your hose above your runner beans and then just, just do it on the edge of a leaf so that leaf just kind of hits it and just keeps knocking back and back and back. You've got this great little sprinkler. Fantastic. Phenomenal. What is he on? <laughs> I'm going to make the hot chocolate. I went to treat. It is. It's brilliant. Some people won't know that's definitely off the wall sprinkler definitely. system. You know that. Thank you. It's great. According to Italian researchers, women who eat chocolate regularly have a better sex life than those who deny themselves the treat. Really? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. 
Well, it might be something in that, you know. Willy Wonka says that... Um... <laughs> Excuse me, this looks like some cutting-edge research going on here. <laughs> Willy Wonka um, says that uh, chocolate is addictive among women. They um, got a psychologist to test it, and it was proven by Willy Wonka's chocolate factory that that's true. Oh, well, there you are then. Yeah. So we've got some hot chocolate. So we're getting ready for the serious business of the day. This is a very tasty hot chocolate. What is this? This is Marks and Spencer's hot chocolate. Right. But just before mm. we go to the serious business, Farmer Phil, could I have a farming nugget, please? You, you could have a farming nugget. It is a, a description oft used in Herefordshire uh, referring to machinery, but it can refer to other things. It was going when it stopped as a response to being asked, does it work? <laughs> I was thinking more of a practical, helpful tip, Phil. <laughs> well, I think that's a nice sort of truism. It's uh, entertaining anyway. Right, on to the serious business of the chocolate tasting. So please don your blindfolds. Have you probably uh, noticed? These are interesting blindfolds. Where do you get the inspiration for these blindfolds? <laughs> the deep sound? Let me, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> So we're just putting on our paper bags on the top phrase, of our head. The phrase double bagger comes to mind, eh, Rich? Look at that IKEA bag on your head for. I mean, all the things. <laughs> nice little blindfold. No, bag. Jeez, I thought about it and I've got a couple like a bag of your blindfolds head. from the airlines. Oh, golly, I could do this. <laughs> <laughs> Should be a warning on these bags. <laughs> Do not put over your head. Children listening everywhere. Don't no, follow. Mine has really defeated the object. The mouthful. Let's go. Let's go and rob a bank. <laughs> Get bagged up and let's go. And Sam, if you'd like Thank to take you. over the podcast now. To start the tasting. Right, well, we start with number one. We've got seven. The chocolate is being displayed on the laser display board, but here for listeners at home is the mystery voice. The team are tasting Cadbury. The team are tasting Cadbury. Right, right, so if I could have a score. From the existing mm. chocolate mm. rating. Mm. That's very nice. I don't Have. like it. I think it is. Milk chocolate. Sweet. I recognise it. Galaxy. No, mm. that's not a galaxy. Benito? No way. No. That's Cadbury's. Oh. So I award the Cadbury's, that I think is Cadbury's, Isn't a Cadbury's rating Isn't of Cadbury's. Mm. To me, that's just sugar. What do you think? The Wheelie Podcast. Let your iPod bloom. So now we've had a little bit of a chocolate fix. We've had a slurp of our chocolate drink and we've had a taste of what I believe could have been Cadbury's that we've rated. I think we should have a little chat about why the heck we're doing this and a bit about the ethics of chocolate. Mm. Podchef emailed us, as you probably know, dear listener, and if you're new, you won't know, but we have a chocolate rating for things that we need to judge like books one is Hershey's because it's just oh, gross isn't it 
Is there any chocolate in Hershey's? I'm not sure, but it is disgusting. I remember tasting a tasting a bar once in the, in the good old US of A, and and that was all it took. Yeah. One little taste. This is vile in the bin. Absolutely, Phil. Mm. Do you like it? No, terrible. We we know that's awful. The second is Nestle because we just decided that they weren't that good and it didn't taste that good and ethically it wasn't that good. Right. Third was Cadbury's because it's okay. Fourth was Galaxy because it's really nice. But fifth and top of the league is, was, is Milka. Because Milka comes in a purple wrapper and tastes delicious. So then we had an email in from Podchef who said, Heather, this is an intervention. I know how addicted to Milka you are, dear heart, but you must end your fondness of it, here and now. You must put your money where your Milka is. You see, the Milka brand is owned by Kraft, a company whose illegal lab- label in practices, anti-consumer attitudes, untested genetic modification experiments in their products, and support for illegal child labour through the sources of its cocoa, has made it one of the largest and most corrupt food corporations on the planet. To aid you in your transition to a more wholesome brand of chocolate for your fabulous chocolate rating, I've sent you a gift, which we've got here, Adjudicator. We do. We have a nice bar of Divine. I know you have mentioned Green and Blacks before. It's a nice chockey, but they have some lofty goals. I'm not sure their fair trade is as fair as some, but they are out there trying despite of their now global status. They're owned by Cadbury's. Mm. He says that the UK-based company Divine is doing some amazing things in their realm of fair trade chocolate and third world development. He's actually never tried it before, so let him know how it is. And Rich, you've got some information about Divine there, I think. Yes. Well, I, I, I went to, I was on a bit of a, a mission yesterday to try and find some gen about which chocolate is, is ethically produced, because not being a particularly big fan of chocolate... I found a nice thing here from uh, the labourrights.org site entitled Your Valentine's Day Chocolate, The Sweet and the Bitter. So it lists the bitter, obviously the companies that aren't practising ethical production and those that are. With Hershey's, oddly, it seems that whilst they, they manufacture a, a disgusting tasting product they they're also at the at the top of the <laughs> top of, of what these guys consider bitter in terms of uh, of ethical production and they've completely declined any transparency so far as signing up to a protocol to ensure that child labor isn't involved in cocoa production and whatnot mars are, are second in terms of bitter concludes with their comments about Mars. The company has committed small amounts of money to various NGO initiatives, including programmes by the International Cocoa Initiative and Winrock International, but has failed to respond to numerous requests for a disclosure of the actual dollar amount committed to all of these projects. So again, you know, perhaps their claims to doing the right thing are completely superficial. And Nestle, our our third bitter. Now, we we know why Nestle have been boycotted for several years. And interestingly, I I wondered yesterday how long has it been since Nestle were initially boycotted. I found found a great feature in Epigram. This is is an article from, um, I think it's Bristol University's newspaper. Uh, And it says here, the Nestle boycott began in 1977 as a response to Nestle's market in a baby milk substitute to third world mothers. So 1977, and, and of course it's still going on now. You know, people so are, for those are, listeners who don't avoiding remember, Nestle products. what was the story? What Nestle were doing, in effect, was promoting powdered baby milk 
as opposed to natural breastfeeding. Uh, now, but why um, would that be a major problem? Well, it cites that as being a major problem here for, the, for one of the main reasons being that you mix contaminated water with the powder. According to UNICEF, that causes at least 1.3 million babies' deaths each year. Because I so, remember, uh, I remember the story as being that, and this might not be completely accurate, but I remember it being that they gave you baby milk initially and so your breast milk dried up and then there was a price to the milk so actually folk were spending major part of their income on powdered baby milk rather than sustaining themselves right right of course it it also mentions that nestle who currently possess 40 percent of the baby milk market is still one of the biggest sources of the violations of the international code nestle have in the last couple of years violated the international code in slovakia china south africa lithuania indonesia and the list goes on but the thing is though you can find ethical problems in most businesses can't you you know and podchef's point about us trying to do our chocolate rating on ethics what do you think farmer phil i agree with you i think that you'd be hard pushed to find a company that is ethically perfect because most of what we do has compromise in it somewhere. But having said that, I'm, I'm most interested to hear what Rich comes up with at the other end of his list, because if there are companies that are ethically better than the rest of them and produce, in this case, a chocolate which is, is yummy at a price which is acceptable, mm. then I see no reason for that not to be the product of choice. The, you know, Ethics isn't everything, as you rightly say, but if you can combine it, with the rest of the things that make a good product, then why not? Yeah, it's a, it is an interesting one. But I think it would appear that a lot of the uh, the problems with chocolate production, the fact that uh, child labour is involved in harvesting cocoa, you know, if you, if you thought about it, I suppose, would you want to buy something from Wiggly Wigglers where Monty has been press-ganged into making? You probably, you probably wouldn't, would you? So, Why do you think I'm getting to do the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Think yeah, I'm paying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Also, Rich, it's, that's quite an interesting <laughs> point because a lot of these things are much more complicated. So you say child labour, but then when you actually, and I'm not saying that this is necessarily the case, but there are cases where children work because their families are so poor mm. that the income that the children earn goes into the whole pot to make life more tolerable for the family. Yeah, so sure. you take away the child's income and life is actually worse than if the child was working. These things are rarely simple. Therefore, the agency who verifies the ethical standards of the company, it's important that that agency itself takes the complete view, because otherwise, you know, there are things that go on in other countries which to you and me are abhorrent, but their priorities are different. There's a thing called ethiscore.org. And it's the Ethical Consumer Magazine online shopper's guide. And so what it does is it gives a lot of reports and rates um, different foods and different items that you can buy on the basis of ethics. So to me, that sounds fantastic, fun, dabby-dozy. I can go there and choose the most ethical. So I've been to that website to look at the chocolate rating, funnily enough. (laughs) And uh, right near the top of the list is Divine Fair Trade Chocolate. 
because it's fair trade, it uh, goes through its supply chain policy, environmental reporting is second to none. But above Divine is a company called Plamil Foods and they have exactly the same rating in terms of environment reporting, supply chain policy, etc. But they're higher on the list because they're a vegan company. Really? Now, does that make them more ethical? Difficult one, isn't it? Well, not, not in my mind. It, not in my mind, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. That, no, that's I, what I, I mean. For, for me, it doesn't. No, I don't think veganism is more ethical than uh, being a, a full-blooded carnivore. So it seems to me, with every single argument, there's more complications. You know, yeah. your point to me was, wasn't it, that you shouldn't boycott one product. Yeah, certainly. But I think, that, I think as, as a thinking society, um, it, what is important is that we just consider what we eat and perhaps where things come from. Right, should we get on with a little bit more chocolate? Because um, I want some more. What a great show. 100th episode. Put the paper bags on our head. Can everyone hear the paper bags? They're going over because San is about to deliver <laughs> chocolate tasting oh. number two. Number two, Phil. Hi, thank you. Rich. Thank you very much. Oh. I'm going to give her first laugh, being the connoisseur. Mm. Oh. I don't want to influence in everyone else's. Right, well, hurry up then. Decision. Mm. Mm. The team are tasting green and black. The team are tasting green and black. Mm. That's quite <laughs> creamy, that. <laughs> oh, that's whole that's new sound lovely. effect coming from inside this bag. Oh. Mm. It's quite nice. So, Phil, yeah, how I, would you rate that one? I, I was right. mm. I'd rate that a galaxy again. I'm not sure it isn't galaxy anyway. I think I recognise it as galaxy, but anyway, I might be wrong. Mm. Mm. Not quite um, so obviously milk chocolatey, though, was it? Mm. Mm. So rich. Mm. I like that. It's quite nice. There was a bit more of a twang to it. Mm. A rating from Rich. But I don't know. I'm you can sure come I... out now, Rich. Can I? Uh, okay. Take the bags off. Yeah, it's quite nice. But uh, uh, three, you know, Galaxy. Uh, yeah. Galaxy four. Even Cadbury. Here. Now it's Michael. Now Michael. Right, Michael's silent, but he gives it a four. Now I say that that was green and black, so I would give it a milker. I think okay. I'd describe the first <laughs> one as <laughs> coughing Red. chocolate. Hats hmm? on, everybody. I prefer the first one, I think. It's more. Sorry. Anything, Rich? More chocolate. The first one was a coughing chocolate. It was. Yeah, it was a sit down and scoff the whole... To be thing. guzzled. Yeah. Mm. Isn't that what you're supposed to do with chocolate anyway? I'm yeah. right, Rich. Scoff the whole lot. Thank you. Now, that's a better class of chocolate. Mm. The mm. team are tasting galaxy. Mm. The team are tasting galaxy. Mm. Yeah, I like that. That's yeah, very nice. Mm. That's my favourite so far. Yep, that might. That's very tasty. OK, Phil... I would give that a milker. I, I entirely like that. Rich. <sighs> yeah, oh. milker. I think that's very good. I think Heather's in some sort of emotional problem. <laughs> Ooh, it would take a while to get to Heather. Michael. And um, milker problem. five? <laughs> I think they started a long time ago. She sat there with a paper bag on her head, moaning and swaying. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sure, actually, there must be one of those southern sayings which appertains to Heather at, at this moment. Oh, I well, can't sure come up with it. Eskel. Milka. Hats on. And Rich. Oh, right. That's <laughs> the bag I'm thinking. Mm. The team are tasting Pemberton's. The team are tasting Pemberton's. Mm. That's a lot quieter response. Mm. Mm. I'm not so keen on that oh. one. Oh. oh dear. I don't like that one. It's salty. I think he's got to be a Cadbury. I wasn't so keen on that. No, it's a bit bland. Sorry, but after that, wing it across the room. <laughs> on the, oh, they do. That's gross. Rich. Yeah, I don't like that then. Uh, no, it's it's only um, uh, one, I think. Yeah, whatever that would oh, be. Oh dear, right? It's kind of Hershey. No, actually, no, it's not as grim as Hershey. That's that's floor scraping. No, no, uh, two, two, an Nestle, yeah. Michael. The longer it was in your mouth, the less happy you were. It's quite nice at first attempt, but now there's an awful appetite I go for two. Hershey's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, golly. I, imagine being the manufacturer of that. And I don't know what some, it was. Noticing a chocolate lever had extracted it from their mouth and <laughs> yeah. launched it Don in the bin. your hats. I don't, I, I, that wasn't one I recognised either. No, nor I. <coughs> nor Horrible. I. Thank you, come on, madam. That's no problem. The team are tasting divine. The team are tasting divine. Mm. Mm. That's nice. Mm. Oh. That's quite a nice one. Mm. Mm. This is the best podcast <laughs> we've ever made. <laughs> I've got a vaguely toffee mm. texture and taste yeah, to that, it. Yeah, that's well. um, a chocolate oh. that improves. Mm. Mm. I've, got, I've got to give that a galaxy, I think, Sam. A galaxy. Mm. Rich? I'd say, yeah, uh, yeah, galaxy, yeah. Michael? Mm. Mm. A Cadbury of three, I'm sorry. I can see where you're going with galaxy, but a, a Cadbury. <laughs> Milka? <Honestly>. <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely. I get the feeling you're not very fussy at all. A bit all or nothing. You're very fickle, aren't you? I've noticed this. For someone that's completely into a milker, we've got three milkers, three different types of jockey that you know are up there with with milker. So, uh, Could be milker. Do you think you've eaten milker? Yeah. No, yeah. I don't think I have. I think I've eaten milker, but I, it's which was galaxy and which was milker. Yeah. Have we got how many? Have we got left. Two left. Don your hat. This is brilliant, Michael. I mean it. You're going to have some editing, but it's corking. Thank you yeah. very much. The team are tasting milker. The team are tasting milker. Mm. Ah, I know what this one is. It's horrible. Mm. It's very odd. I know exactly what this is. Mm. Yeah. Um. Well, I mm. think I can only really give that one a Cadbury, I think. It, it's all right. I, I could guzzle that, but it's not remarkable, or not remarkably good in my mind. No. Rich. I think that's, um, yeah, uh, probably a, 
uh, Nestle. Mm. Michael. My taste buds tell me the hint of praying gives it away. That was Milka, but I rate it as. I mean, I like, it's not a good praying, it's a very bad praying. Therefore, three. I thought it was Milka. There's know. no way that was Milka. No way. Sorry. That was Galaxy, and I rate it as a Nestle. <laughs> <laughs> the Wheelie Podcast. Let your iPod bloom. Give us a Richard Nugget. Uh, a Richard Nugget. Something completely chocolate and related. Yes. Okay. A neat trick for all you hen lovers, and this applies to you as well. We've got a couple of chickens. I went out this morning, and there's uh, when I when I rebuilt the hen house. I, had to, I was cutting lots of bits and woods and pieces, and I left them lying around some of them. And of course, I've moved the chicken run the around. Hens. No, no, the bits and bobs from the chicken house. Right. And uh, so I left a few bits and bobs lying around on the floor. And this morning, I went out there, and there was a piece that was lying under the grass that the chickens were all scratched and revealed. And I lifted it over, turned it over, and there were all these um, big mat of field slugs underneath it. So I lifted it over, and I went, and the cockerel comes down because he, he leads the way, you know, he's a real gentleman. He leads the way, and then he, he looks at things, and then he sort of makes his little encouraging noises, and the hens trundle their way across there, and they scoffed all these slugs and whatnot that, that had just been revealed under this log. So I reckon if you've got chickens, if you just kind of leave things lying about in their runs, chances are slugs and snails all sorts of grubs will probably clamber underneath those logs and when you go out there in the morning what a great little treat for, to start the chicken's day I love it can you do that on a field scale Farmer Phil <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think Phil's got any it's more more chocolate darlings last and final chocolate hats on the team are tasting lint the team are tasting lint. Ah, oh. rating. Oh, it's pretty good. It's is. obviously a fine chocolate, but I quite like that. The like, that is taste hard. wasn't as I didn't like as much as the previous one. But I, I'll give that a galaxy. Mm. Well, it's nice. Rich. Not quite as nice as my fave ones, but it's definitely better than that minging number that we've just tried. (laughs) (laughs) There's a good word, isn't it? We like that word. I'd say galaxy, yeah. Yeah. Michael. That was the chocolate we had at home. That was lint, if I'm not mistaken. I give that uh, milk. That was milker chocolate. The best (laughs) chocolate (laughs) that there is. And that is rated Milka because it was Milka. I don't think it was Milka. I tend to agree with Michael, that's actually. That's got to be Milka because that's just lovely. Probably lint. But I think they were all Milka except that one I put in the bin and the other one. The results. <gasps> there is a new Milka. Oh, no! And it is not Milka. Right. The connoisseur of chocolate has made a couple of errors. Oh, no! Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, your final tasting was indeed lint. Oh, really? And... Michael knows his stuff. You've also given Milka a Nestle rating. 
<laughs> oh, there you go. It was rancid. Did as I have said. You see, it's purely because, like Michael said, when you're up on the top of a mountain, you're feasting on milka. You've got no other choice. You think it's nice. I think somebody I know is about to go to the top of the mountain to jump off it. <laughs> that's terrible. Well, that's good, but that's awful. Yeah. But oh. There you are. So which one came out on top then, Sam? The top chocolate of the day was Galaxy with 20. You all scored it as Milka. Good Lord. No way. followed by Lint with 18. Then Green and Blacks, which is joint with Divine. Oh, it's not too bad. Then Cadbury's. Then Milka. And then Pemberton's. Well, I'd say that's put a cat among the pigeons rich, eh? Uh, the chocolate connoisseur has got herself in a complete flummox now. Total pickle. <laughs> but in many respects, it's better because you were worried that you might have to stop eating milk off the back of the, the fact that it's uh, perhaps not as ethically sourced as it might be. But now you don't just, have to worry, because not only I is it not ethically sourced, but it tastes like shit. We've just chosen I, no. the second least <laughs> ethical chocolate as the How best. How do you have seen yeah. the judicator's face when you told me that Milka scored a two. But Galaxy scoring a... F- Galaxy, you all yeah. scored as a Milka. It is nice, Galaxy, isn't it? I'm devastated. Yeah. Would you like another piece of Galaxy to test? Yeah, I don't like it. You love it? It's a Milka. <laughs> <laughs> right, so... Milka is out. So what's the... So we have... What are we going to do now? Right, I'm going to open the champagne. I can't believe that. So much better. Now, this is my kind of thing. Right, ready? <laughs> right, despite the chocolate rating going completely pear-shaped, you will know, dear listener, that we are in the science category. So we take these things seriously. We've done the complete chocolate rating, scientifically proven that Galaxy is best. It's complete rubbish because I am an artist. And I think that we should redo the whole thing because poor old milk is in the bin. But never mind, let's have some vintage champagne to celebrate Wiggly Wigglers 100th. Oh, no! Oh, oh, no! Oh, you shake the bottle! I shook it. Oh, bottle! A 100th episode! Here we go! Whoa! Oh, <laughs> oh, I got a cop for the cork then, Hev. I just want to put my hands in front of my face, otherwise, I'd be blind. <laughs> I wasn't aiming for you. No, no, it, it, it recoiled off the roof. It's, not it's always a high risk thing to let Hev lose a bottle of wine or anything. Better than that minging old chocolate. Vintage champagne. Can we have a Farmer Phil nugget? A Farmer Phil nugget. Well, a good friend of mine and uh, ex-neighbour always used to say at the start of the silage season, we're very busy with the machinery, that he'd take all the fuel filters off his tractors and stick a screwdriver through them and then put them back on the tractor. And he said that way they'd never block up during the busy period and never cause them any trouble. No, Phil, I wanted handy hints that people can use at home. (laughs) Cheers to us. Thank you, dear listener, for listening to 100 episodes. I think we should clink our glasses and have a slurp of vintage champers. It's not Carver this time, Rich. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Good health. Cheers to the listener, too. Cheers to the next hundred, eh? Good health. Rich, mm. what have you got it's to say nice, about the last nice hundred episodes? Well... Quickly. 
Yeah. <laughs> 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 I've got to say, I've had a ball. It's really good. I, I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. I think it's I think it's good on loads of different levels. It's uh, it's good to be able to convey our deepest thoughts and our little pearls of wisdom to the listener in the darkest depths of New Zealand or, or um, on the on the tube in our big smoke. I think it's a, a bit of thrill, and I reckon we've we've got a lot more mileage yet, haven't we? I think we've got another hundred in us. I reckon. Um, Phil, you can take the paper bag off your head now. Oh, you <laughs> noticed. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> Farmer Phil, oh. your thoughts on farming podcasting? I think it's great. I, I, what I love about it is the diversity of the things we get to talk about so that we can be silly one minute and tragic the next, informative, we get to meet interesting people. I think it's just fabulous. And when I was just thinking back then... As a podcast team, we went tobogganing, didn't we, in the snow, up on the bank. That seems like a long time ago. And it seems it, like ages ago, yeah. doesn't it? And, yeah. and here we are, everything that's gone in between, and we've had all sorts of different people come to see us, and, yeah. and we've gone out and see... And I just think the diversity of it is fantastic. Yeah. Let's move over and let somebody who's normally silent have a quick word about what he thinks... Michael, our dear producer and podcast editor and recorder and technical genius, um, what do you think? Oh, if only people could hear what it was like before we edited it all down. But <laughs> to the listeners, thank you so much for all the nice things you've said about it on the iTunes. That really does, as Heather says, that really does tickle us pink and we're Please, this bunch that you enjoy the show, and please listen in for the next hundred. What a fantastic hundredth show! Whew, that'll take some editing. I love chocolate. I can't believe the end of Milka is here, but uh, it's going to take a bit of getting over. So we'll actually define the rating on show hundred and one. I do hope you keep tuning in. We'll be back to normal next week. Bye from me. Bye from me, Farmer Phil. Bye from me. And it's bye from me. Uh, what do you, uh, how can you do that? No, how, how can we talk about we? Uh, you're missing out to yours truly. We, how could we do that? Well, it's simple. Milka is gopping. <laughs> <laughs> Richard and Darby scored it higher than you. <laughs> oh, would you believe it? Oh, it's unlike that. The educated palate. And to be frank, Heather said... Toast is eating all the chocolate. Toast is eating all the chocolate.